This is the Tallahassee Business Podcast. Over the next few weeks, our mission is to bring you interviews with key leaders and community members with information you can use while we work together to navigate the impacts of the COVID-19 coronavirus. The Tallahassee Business Podcast is presented by the 223 Agency, a digital relations firm. Hey there, Tallahassee, Jay Revel here. Welcome to another edition of the Tallahassee Business Podcast. We are delighted to have you with us listening in again today. As always, we have a wonderful guest for you on the show, uh, someone who has uh, played a pivotal role uh, in the continued development and growth of our local economy here in Leon County. And uh, as we're all going through a very uh, you know, uneasy times trying to sort through what our future looks like, um, this organization and this person are are really in the trenches day in and day out trying to help uh, craft uh, our community's response to the COVID-19 pandemic and also uh, chart a course for growth in our local economy. I'm very pleased to welcome uh, Christina Paredes to the show. Christina uh, and I go way back from uh, my days working alongside her at the Leon County government. Uh, and now she is the director of the Tallahassee Leon County Office of Economic Vitality. Uh, a very busy job uh, in these uh, uncertain times. And we're just uh, really thrilled that Christina would take some time to join us on the show today and talk about uh, the things that are happening at the Office of Economic Vitality, as well as uh, to provide a little bit of a overview of the work being done to get our economy back on track and, and how things are looking from a data perspective. So, uh, Christina, welcome to the show. We are just thrilled to have you. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Jay. Thanks for having me on today. It's a real treat. Uh, and, uh, you know, just earlier today, I was on a, a, another call with you. I know we're all kind of Zoom called out uh, to our max capacity these days, but uh, appreciate all the hard work you and your team at OEV are doing right now to, uh, to help get our economy back open. Before we, we really jump into some of the meat of the discussion, can you tell us a little bit just about yourself, your personal career journey and, and how you came to be the director of the Office of Economic Vitality? Yeah, so I am a product of uh, retaining your talent. Came to school from uh, Fort Myers at FSU and uh, had an opportunity to, um, when I was wrapping up my master's in public administration to join uh, Leon County. And um, throughout my career there, got more and more involved in economic development and community development. Um, staffed the sales tax committee for three years, um, which was a very fun adventure as we looked to mapping out the next 20 years of our community and kind of where we wanted to go. And it was a, a natural fit for me to move over and join the Office of Economic Vitality. It's been um, quite an experience starting this organization, um, tracking our first ever long-term strategic plan for economic development and um, you know, really supporting the, a lot of growth that we have been very fortunate to see over the last five years. And you know, as, I, as, you know, as you mentioned, one of our main goals is to help continue to drive those um, conversations of innovation and opportunity, even in light of the current pandemic. Absolutely, you know, and uh, I like that, that talent plug. Obviously, we like to talk about uh, uh, that quite a bit in our world. Uh, anytime you've got someone who uh, was came up through the ranks of our local higher education systems and found an opportunity to grow a career here. It's uh, something we like to celebrate. So uh, that's a great story. 
can you tell us a little bit, Christina, just about the work that you all do at OEV and, uh, and how that helps advance our local economy? Yes. So one, we have, um, one thing that we do here is we have four targeted industries that we focus on the growth of our community. And those are all based on the competitive assets that we have to make us stand out from um, local other communities across the nation and globally. And so those four targeted areas are applied sciences, manufacturing, um, health, and um, IT and professional services. Our manufacturing and IT, um, those two targeted industries really blend into our magnetic capital of the world campaign where we are, we have a, a task force made up of private and public um, representatives that are really focused on driving innovation and building a business cluster out and around the innovation park area to take advantage of magnetics and high performance material research that occurs out there. And then healthcare is a natural um, targeted sector of, of ours. When you look um, across our region, we're the urban epicenter in the, in the middle of um, a rural community. So having a solid healthcare industry um, and thriving one is important and something that we seek to nurture. And IT and professional services, we have a wealth of companies here um, that have started as a result of solving a state problem um, through some type of software development and have gone on to um, be in business across the nation. And includes companies like VR and um, VR election systems and um, and diverse computing and marquee software just and Brent technologies are just a couple of those. Yeah, we certainly uh, continue to see uh, just some incredible companies in our community that are doing things that are really on the cutting edge of, of all of those targeted sectors. Um, you know, obviously, uh, things have have hit a, a bit of an economic slowdown recently, but um, uh, I know the work you all are doing is is still looking to the future which is incredibly important um you mentioned earlier that you had staffed the sales tax committee for our community a few years back which is an incredibly important effort um can you tell everybody a little bit about how that system and structure uh helps to fund the office of economic vitality maybe just paint that whole picture uh for those maybe who uh who hear the word sales tax Blueprint 2000, but maybe don't know all the details. Yeah, so um, we have launched our third reiteration of sales tax funding this past January, January 1st, 2020. And to lead us into that, um, the county and the city established an 18 member sales tax committee to talk about what future infrastructure needs and what we really needed for our community moving forward. And one of those very important pieces of the conversation was the ability to set aside 15% of your sales tax dollars, the penny that gets levied on each transaction to support economic development. Um, and that committee ultimately recommended to the, um, to the county and the city to set aside 12% to fund our future economic development efforts. And that was approved by the voters in 2014 um, by 65% to set that money aside. Um, and then within two years, the Office of Economic Vitality was created um, that took on the traditional role of economic development efforts for our community, as well as um, brought in the Minority Women and Small Business Division um, to help um, to into our office as well. You talk about that structure and it's, it's certainly unique. Um, I think we have all uh, benefited mightily from the way that we fund those sorts of projects and are starting to see those benefits as it relates to economic development. Um, can you talk to, to the point of 
you know, how beneficial that structure is and that flexibility has been, particularly as we've tried to respond to the COVID-19 pandemic? Oh, yes. So um, the infrastructure projects back in 2008 provided a um, great opportunity for future growth in our community. So that money is dedicated to set aside to support infrastructure and now economic development. So when you look at a program that we established just in light of um, the pandemic was with, within like a week and a half of the um, emergency declaration, we set up a small business um, grant program that gave a um, million dollars away to our small businesses under 50 employees. And within 12 days, we granted out all that money. Um, but for having that 12% set aside for sales tax, we wouldn't have been able to react as quickly towards that. I mean, and also, and when you look towards the future too, there are other opportunities such as um, competitive projects within manufacturing uh, um, and really incentivizing the opportunity for local companies to grow as well as companies outside our community who are seeking a new, lo new location. Hey, uh, again, going back to the idea of, of getting our economy back on track, we've had such a wonderful uh, rate of growth the past few years and uh, continue to, uh, to gain great accolades for our community. Um, but like anyone else, we've, we've run into, you know, some tough times right now as uh, we've had, uh, you know, national and statewide stay-at-home uh, orders in place. But the economy is opening back up again. Uh, we're, we're seeing good signs on that. Hiring is coming back. Can you talk a little bit about the, the efforts that you all are helping to lead to uh, safe reopen our, our local economy again? Yes, so we have established a, um, a stakeholder group made up of all of our local chambers and business leaders, as well as our Economic Vitality Leadership Council. We meet on a weekly basis to talk to um, companies within our targeted sectors, as well as hear about the university's reopening plans. We also share vital um, economic indicator reports to them, like what the sales tax is looking like, what we're, what we're seeing, unemployment rates, um, real estate, having those conversations on what that industry could look like. And then we've been um, monitoring through business impact assessments um, how our businesses are responding as well. Those are um, all information that we share at the stakeholder groups, and that really helps keep us all informed and on the same platform so that we can work together to, um, to address those opportunities that do, um, that there, there are there. They're all opportunities for growth and um, ensuring that we all have that information to work together to um, seize upon those. You talk about sharing information. One thing you all do so well is uh, keep a real pulse on the vast collection of data that's available about uh, the state of our local economy. Can you speak to uh, what that operation is like for you all and, and how your team uh, uses data to try, to dri to try and drive uh, decision-making and uh, strategies for the future of our economy? Oh, absolutely. We have um, two, two data um, folks in our office, Richard Fetchick and Dan Lucas. And they do a wonderful job of, col of collecting um, various tidbits of very important information that we turn around and use um, to share with our businesses. And we put out a quarterly report that highlights 15 key indicators um, from taxable sales to tourism to airport visits um, to unemployment and average weekly wages. And then we also report that on a monthly basis too. Um, that monthly report also indicates what our small businesses are seeing through loans that they may receive, 
a new util new commercial utility starts. That's a, a good way to show um, businesses that are opening up in that area as well. And then we highlight a partner on the back end of that. When we're looking at um, the, the response to the pandemic, one thing that we're developing now that we'll release in mid-July is kind of taking a look at how the money has moved through our community. Uh, we have the ability through one of our softwares to be able to show you a geographic location, um, what the um, traffic was in that area and what people were spending in that particular area before. And now we can show that during different. So it gives you an idea of how people's shopping um, um, habits have changed in, regard in regards of the pandemic. So it's some new information that we're kind of pulling together. We also take a look at um, what talent people are hiring, what skill sets are in demand. Um, we've seen when we looked pre and post, we saw a lot of crisis communications and customer service was high on everybody's list as a top talent that they were looking for um, from that standpoint. So we have the ability to kind of run different reports. And we can also sit down with a local business too and they, they, they're looking to see what their economic um, impact is on new operations that they're developing or if they're just looking for a marketing report on that geographic location we can run a marketing analysis for them is there any uh interesting trends you all are, are picking up on you know obviously right now we, we're, we've gone into a very uh steep recession very quickly uh but but anything that's jumping out to your team is uh particularly uh interesting or insightful right now well, um, a lot of the data that we're seeing and we're, you know, we're still, on, like you mentioned, we're still on the beginning edge of collecting that data to see these trends. But very quickly, one of the first things that you notice is that we are, um, we're a very um, blessed region as we are not experiencing the low lows that other communities in the state of Florida are experiencing. I'll just use the unemployment numbers. Now we'll get an update on Friday, so June 19th will be a new set of unemployment numbers. But when you looked at the um, numbers that came out in May, the state and the nation were at 13 and 14%, and we were only at 8 8.9%. So that's a, a, a testament of um, the support that we have here from the university systems and the state um, government as for employment. Um, Sales tax is very similar. When you looked at the sales tax collections and transactions that were made, the state was down um, about 24%, and here locally we were down 19%. Um, we drive a majority of our sales tax revenue through outside about 20 to 23% of that is done from visitors that come in and out of our community. So that 19% was just about um, on par there. But we'll continue to monitor those. One thing that we're particularly interested in is commercial real estate and what that's gonna look like. I think that will be, it'll be a year as we see those dominoes kind of fall on what impact that is. As people make decisions on whether or not they need that large office space if, if remote working works well for them. So I think that we'll be seeing a lot more dominoes effect um, down the road. One thing that will always remain important on an industry level is workforce talent and how can we retrain those that have been laid off in hospitality and take advantage of some um, some new opportunities that may exist for them what about on the macro level you know obviously uh, i know you've you've gone through and done you know significant training in the economic development field and uh, are constantly looking at what the rest of the country is doing or 
Are you seeing anything uh, uh, nationwide or even globally that uh, might be of particular interest to our listeners? We are starting to dive in on a lot of conversation that you're hearing about um, reshoring and bringing manufacturing jobs online and paying attention to what that could mean for our region. I know that uh, I think Congress is going to be considering some legislation to help encourage that. And we here are um, working with our manufacturers to start up a regional manufacturing facility. This is important because it helps um, with workforce talent and um, in promoting those um, areas of opportunities for our community. And that includes that applied sciences because you, you have research and um, engineering and applied sciences matches very nicely with manufacturing. Those kind of fit together like a puzzle piece. So one, so we're paying attention to that. We're looking at some virtual um, opportunities for telling our story through site selection and working with Innovation Park, as well as um, communicating IT stories, because um, you can take an IT job anywhere. You don't have to be in a specific location for that. So kind of that remote working and promoting our local um, IT companies as well. Those are some two big things that we're gonna focus on moving forward. Yeah, that's fascinating. I, that's something I think uh, a lot of communities will certainly be eagerly uh, watching and anticipating. And, uh, you know, I, I know another thing that's, that's in your office that's of critical importance uh, to a lot of businesses, your minority uh, women small business enterprise office, uh, uh, which it just continues to, to do impressive things with uh, spreading opportunities to uh, businesses of all kinds of backgrounds in our community. Can you talk to us a little bit about uh, the work that, that happens um, there with your team? Oh, absolutely. That effort is led by um, Daryl Jones on our team and he does a wonderful job of promoting and encouraging economic inclusion through the Office of um, Minority and Women Small Businesses. One big thing that we just finished was the consolidation of county and city policies before, if you were looking to do business as a minority or women, um, or even as a large contractor, you had two different sets of policies that you followed for um, recruiting minority and women uh, firms. And now there's just one singular policy. We've already seen a lot of efficiencies in that area. Um, of note is a mentor protege and apprenticeship programs that we added in there that really helps drive um, future talent and equips our minority women and small businesses to hopefully um, become prime contractors themselves one day as well. We've taken almost like what everybody else is doing, a lot of these formats um, virtually now. So we'll be rolling out and recording them too so that um, people can go back and take a look at those. A lot of things that we're doing is um, small business support as far as making projects on a smaller level so people can take advantage of that within our NWSB forms and there'll be more things that we'll be rolling out this fall to help educate our minority women and small businesses but it's an integral part of our office and we're very unique when you look at other economic development organizations across the state not, not a whole lot of them have that dedicated focus um, within their office towards that. We're just starting to see that on a national level economic development organizations have having those conversations. In fact, last year at a site selection conference I was at, it was the first time that they had included purposefully that conversation of economic inclusion, whereas our community has been having it since 2016 as part of their economic development efforts. So we're, so we're a real leader in that area. I think, you know, one of the things that, that our, uh, many in our community should be proud of is just how often 
uh, we are ahead of the curve. Uh, I remember a conversation uh, with Mayor Daly back after you all first were implementing the grant program uh, where there were multiple communities from across the country that were calling to inquire about how that was uh, developed. So kudos to you and your team for continuing to be on the, on the leading edge. Uh, I think that's absolutely wonderful. Um, you know, pivoting back again to just sort of engagement uh, through your structure, can you talk a little bit about uh, how, how businesses are engaged with you all from a, uh, how you're developing the strategies for, for how we're uh, shaping and now reshaping our economy? I know you've got um, some prominent business leaders that stay engaged through committees uh, and the like. Yes, we have um, our Magnetic Technologies Task Force. That is one key area of ours. We also have our Leadership Council um, that's made up currently right now of seven individuals, and we're actually expanding that um, this July to um, double that capacity to have more private sector um, conversations at that table. That, that um, structure was set up prior to our targeted industry, so we're adding um, four seats in there specifically on those key areas that we're focused on. And then we regularly interact through um, different webinars, like tomorrow we're having one on resiliency and how, you, how do you plan for, um, for a natural disaster and now a pandemic, how do you build those into your plan? We know that that's a need. And then we are constantly um, reaching out through various measures, whether that's through Daryl and the MWSBE team um, or serving on various committees through our business development team. But um, having that business um, imp input is critical to the efforts of our office. And we're constantly looking at ways to, um, to, to receive feedback from our business leaders. I know our uh, business community is always very appreciative of that opportunity to engage and, uh, and play a leading role uh, alongside with our partners like you all. Um, you know, maybe kind of a good uh, wrap-up question here. Uh, obviously, you've got just thousands of businesses, small businesses here in our community. And as we're trying to rebuild, what are some things maybe that businesses can be doing uh, through their own everyday uh, existence and work to try to help us uh, recover as uh, as quickly and safely as possible? Well, um, one thing to recover quickly and safely, first of all, to make sure you follow the CDC guide, guidelines. That's really important, that social distancing, encouraging your employees and when you can't social distance to use masks, that's going to be critical as far as saving off our um, the, the um, COVID-19. But when you look at what we can do to grow our economy, and what that future looks like to, to tell to tell your story tell your story why you chose Tallahassee why that's important to you why your employees love love living here um, because it's a choice we all make we all choose to make Tallahassee our home and grow our business here and Jay you and the chamber do such a wonderful job of highlighting those stories especially through this podcast and through your um, weekly email so I think it's really important to continue to collect those stories and to push them far and wide to people because you never know who's going to read that and make that decision to come to our community or make that decision to continue to stay here and grow. That's very well said. Uh, Christina, maybe just again in closing, for people who want to learn more uh, about the work you all do at the Office of Economic Vitality and even go into some of the data that's available and other resources, uh, what's the best way for folks to uh, jump in uh, to your world? 
come and uh, visit our website at www.oeb4business.org or give me a call and um, we'll be happy to help how you can. You can reach me at 850-597-6340. Awesome. Well, I know um, uh, it, 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 we're very fortunate in our community to have someone like you leading uh, such an important organization. Uh, great to see you as a, as a colleague and friend uh, doing so well and uh, and really just driving great conversations and results for us uh, as Leon County and Tallahassee residents. Uh, it means a lot. And it means a lot that you're willing to take some time to be with us here today. Uh, I know you've got a busy calendar right now, lots going on. So thanks for uh, a few minutes of your time. Well, you're welcome, Jay. Thank you again for having me on. It was a delight. You got it. And folks, uh, thanks as always for listening. We appreciate your patronage here on the Tallahassee Business Podcast. Remember, you can find this episode and every episode along with uh, the entire myriad of all our chamber programming, events, and other information on our website, www.talchamber.com. That's T-A-L-chamber.com. We hope that you will uh, subscribe to this podcast as well. Is uh, Leave a little review if you're enjoying the show. We'd like to know uh, how you feel. And as always, you can reach out to our organization for anything related to your membership needs or questions and concerns about how our community is uh, recovering through the COVID-19 pandemic. We appreciate your membership. We appreciate your support. And we look forward to having you back again to listen to another great episode of the Tallahassee Business Podcast very soon. Thanks so much. Be well, everyone.